man. You can't tame me, Ben. Welcome, tra- welcome to our third attempt at starting. I'm trying to be authentic. <laughs> sorry, I did. But Ben, what have I done? Did I censor you, Keith? You I'm did. Sorry, we're going back to episode like five episode, on this. Episode, I think that, I don't even remember what episode, but I'm sorry. That's, That's, you can say, man. I feel judged from now. here on out. From here on out, Keith, you say whatever you want, man. Can I say what I just said? <laughs> no, 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 no. If you need to, you can say it again. Nope. <laughs> you know we need we need to do like what the BC does, where they make like yeah, we need to have a rule where yeah, you yeah. don't mention like heinous social crimes or uh, just absolute. I don't even know. Just ma- mainly heinous social crimes. That's the one thing we don't want to have in the first five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I was going to say, like, we need to make a separate podcast, like, that's, like, more of a not holding anything back, <laughs> probably a little more vulgar. We have to make people pay for it, though, because yeah. you got to already be really committed if you're going to love us through our real That's selves. the only way you're going to listen to it, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so back here with uh, Ben. I think it's the first podcast he's been on in, like, no, he's Two actually been. Two and a half been, weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, not not as bad as he has been, but, you know. <laughs> no, it's okay. You I, know, Ben, I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to doubt your salvation. You've just been away from the podcast for so long. I, uh, uh, man, I, need, I, I just, you need to get back on the path and get I, back in the way, you know. No, I totally understand. I've been fasting. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I've been fasting. Um, well, that, that explains it. I haven't had any rice cakes or granola. I've been fasting that recently. Okay. I've been only eating tortillas and cheese and milkshakes primarily. So, all right. I've been. <laughs> Sounds like a sacrifice. I mean, it is, man. <laughs> you have no idea what kind of role granola plays in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, Kashi. yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> how's life? What's what's new? I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, like in real life too. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. talked to you. Life is good. Uh, recently celebrated my birthday my son's birthday and my anniversary and valentine's day Ooh, yeah <laughs> nice yeah we set it up like that on purpose we're trying to sync our lives up with tax time so we can ah, <laughs> we see can, so we can uh get a refund you then... were thinking about that when you were born you're yeah, like yeah all well... right it's got to be tax season that's <laughs> when i'm gonna be born <laughs> absolutely uh my parents yeah. planned that for me and then i planned it for my son planned our wedding there Valentine's Day just happened to be an added bonus. Yeah. No, but I just we've been through all that. Recently got our taxes back. Uh, thinking about selling my car and uh, getting a new one. Which one? Uh, the the Pontiac. Thinking about selling the Pontiac. The white one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a friend. Uh, Wait, what happened if to If you're the... listening, Dylan Haney, I, I'm going to sell you my car. There you go, Dylan. Yeah. I've never met you, Dylan Haney. Oh, dude. Get yourself a car, bro. But you will. You will. Okay, so... Is he going to the show with us? Announcements. Beep. Pilgrims and Prodigals announcements. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> Today in the world of Anderson, uh, two podcasters are throwing out an invitation to any bros, any sisters, any pilgrims, any prodigals in the area who are wanting to attend a Judah and the Lion concert mm-hmm. on March 22nd in Indy. Uh, yes. We're going to put the deets on the Facebook so that you can get the deets. But just so you know, women, 
because you, you can't call women girls anymore. That's sorry. What did I say? You don't want to be a massage. Did, did I say girls? I don't. I don't know what you said. But what I was gonna say is señoritas, señoritas. <laughs> what I was gonna say. I'm sure that's a lot worse. Is uh, <laughs> just Mexican version of women, right? I don't know. Señoras, like, señoritas would be tiny woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I just want everyone to know. Okay, so in the church bus, we have to keep the guys and girls separated. You never know what could happen. So just so yeah, you know. You could literally just get <laughs> struck down by God in the backseat of the bus. Yes. Ananias and Sapphira on the church bus. I mean, you're just going to be sitting next to each other, and you're just going to cheat on your spouse and not even know what happens. Whoa, whoa. That's what's going to happen. If you bring your spouse, you get bonus points. You get the one seat with a curtain. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get the the blessing of god seat <laughs> we're, we're gonna lay hands and pray on that seat for wow. children to be conceived yes fertility in the name of jesus yes <laughs> anyways uh i what told, happened I, I butchered that but you go ahead and do your thing whatever whatever it is you were doing no. so no but we are for real oh, we man. this is this is happening we are me and keith are going to the show and the only thing that could make going and see seeing Judah and the Lion better is to have a bunch of uh, Pilgrims and Prodigals with us to go see the show. Uh, community makes it more fun. I mean, it's great to see shows. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to rock out to the banjo and the mandolin like you ain't never seen a fat person do before. Oh, look at this. So, if you want to come, either get with Keith or get with me. Uh, just check out the details on the Facebook. You don't have to go with us. You can just get your own tickets and go, but we'd love to see you there. We'd love to hang out, have a big group, have a lot of fun. So, yeah, March 22nd. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're going to take it all back. We're going to take it all back. Yes. Whatever it is that was taken from us, we are taking it back. Yeah. Not sure we lost yet, but when, just we, when to we get have to the show, you. we're going to know. Just to have you. Just to have you. You, listener. Yeah. Just to have you at the show with us. If this is awkward, that's good. Because if you're, if you're alone listening to this and your headphones are in your car right now, we're talking to you. <laughs> you, specifically. If, you, if you're wondering, oh my gosh, is it is it me? Am I the one? Yes, you, you are the one we're talking to. in the silver Chevy, listening to this on your Bluetooth right now. That would be weird Keith, if that I gotta happened. know something. What, were you divining right then or were you prophesying? Because if, so, if you were divining, <laughs> I am out of here. <laughs> you know, uh, either or, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just messing around. But yeah, so we plan on doing that show. So if anyone wants to go out, it's going to be cool. I think we have like, what, four or five people right now? Uh, three, or, yeah, three or four? Yeah. Five? Hey, by the way, also, Dylan, I'm selling ten. you my car and I'll totally pay for your ticket. You should come. Cool. What happened to your red car? Is that the one that broke down? Uh, the red car was on what we will call its last legs, even though cars don't have legs. It was... We felt like it was about to die, but uh, since my mother and father-in-law know a ton of crap about cars, they actually took a look at it and bought us off. It, they bought it off of us for three hundred dollars, and then hmm. they just put about six or seven hundred dollars into it and turned it back into a great car. So, uh, yeah, so they own that now. We sold them our red car. Joanna has the Buick. Sounds like then- you got bamboozled. Not bamboozled. I got a freaking Buick, son. I'm good. <laughs> heated seats. Yeah, heck yeah. There heated seats. First car I've ever had with heated seats is great. Yep, no, you can't live I'm, without those. I'm going to sell my white car so that I can get a different one. I don't know what I'm going to get yet, but 
Okay. Yeah. So that's what's going on in my life. Tax time, celebration. Woo-hoo. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, not much has been going on in my life. I just did a podcast, like, the other day with Nate. So I think everyone's pretty much up to date with me. Yeah. So. Anyways, oh, so so that's cool, man. Um, you. So I don't know. Do you want to jump into a topic? I know that you had a couple things that... Yeah. That I asked you, just like, you know, whatever you want to talk about, just bring it. I don't have anything laid out, so. Yeah, dude, so. I was just like, hey, bro, I miss you, and I want to do a podcast with you. By the way, Keith, later on, I got to show you, I have some ideas for our new trademark. I think I'm going to call it PP Shorts. Ah, Uh, okay. Make it a logo with literally just a pair of shorts with P in the crotch. PP Shorts. Yeah, PP Shorts. (laughs) Like. That sounds good. Just make a, a quick video and put it on the Facebook every uh like once a week or every other week or that is that's super cool yeah yeah just like a four minute video like hey so i was thinking about this thing and i'm frustrated because it doesn't make any freaking <laughs> sense and so what do you think bam pp shorts yeah yeah it's like one of those <laughs> what grinds my gears type videos yeah, yeah it could be that or it could be like i just had this really great day and i want to tell you and this is how it impacted me or yeah. i don't know just some random pp shorts pp shorts yeah exactly yeah that's perfect. Yeah, we'll have to work that out, man. I tried to record it like a awesome. hundred times a day. I'm going to show you the outtakes. They're hilarious. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. If but... you guys want to hear those, hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. I mean, you got to get the paid version. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> the premium. <laughs> All right. Um... What will you sell yourself out for, Ben? <laughs> How much money? <laughs> We're, uh, let's do, uh, I'm thinking like $199 a month. What do you think? That's fair. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. <coughs> oh, that's good. No. Oh, by the way, what do you think about the updates in the studio? Oh yeah, they're good. AKA my it. bedroom, yeah. extra yeah. bedroom. I love so. it. It's it's so crisp and clean. It is like the 4K monitor you have in here. Mmm. <laughs> crisp and clean. All right. Anyways. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. So. Do you think? Uh, I was just, I was just uh, talking with my wife, literally, like right before I came over here. And, uh, about just stuff. She's like, I think you should talk about this. And, uh, we're just talking about the direction of mine and hers life and stuff. Okay. And it basically boiled down to a really long conversation that led to a meaningful place where I I think I decided that I might have a little bit of fear when it comes to being influential Yeah. in people's lives. Like as I look back on my life and the things that I taught people, I, there are definitely things that I taught people as if they were the God's honest truth. Like the fabric of reality is made up of this truth. And now here I am 10 years later and I don't believe those things myself. So what did I indoctrinate people with lies? I mean, if you look at it the wrong way, it it, it feels like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It feels like I taught people lies. And so now that I'm in this place where I've let go of certainty and I'm exploring and finding and really working out the faith that I have, it's harder for me to be like, yeah, so here's, let me tell you the truth. And then, mm-hmm. or this is what I believe is the truth. And you should live your life like this because X, Y, Z, because what if I do the same thing again? What if 10 years down the road, I don't think the things that I taught people in 2018 were even true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to catch you up, like the last episode, I don't know if you saw it, but I actually named it. I started it, but I haven't. Yeah. It was pretty much about... Me talking about how essentially everything I believe right now is on the chopping block. 
you know, and it's scary because to an extent, I feel like I have God himself on the chopping block because I'm like, you know, blasphemer, bro, if you're no, real, I need to know because I need to know that I'm not, you know, wasting my life on something. But and, Absolutely. And in my heart, I, I do believe in God. I do believe he's real. But yeah. like I said, essentially, I'm holding nothing back right now from the chopping block. And okay. and uh, throughout last week, it just kind of scary, you know, thinking about it. But I was talking to Ryan last week. Ryan Thetford. Yeah. And uh, uh, essentially, he's like, wait, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be scared because, you know, when you put something on the chopping block, you, you know, have to trust that whatever's real is going to come out even stronger on the other end. So absolutely. So I named that, that um, episode, you know, lost my um, certainty, but not my hope. Yeah. So I still have hope that God's real and that all this is good and yeah. right yeah you know but i definitely don't have the certainty that i did before and everything so the thing is like i feel like certainty is a killer i, I really do i even, really feel like it is too even when we first left the church like before i was really thinking about anything as deep as i am now yeah i really i mean i just i like i remember having that united pursuit song on repeat like yeah, no i freaking love that song yeah I know exactly what you're talking about i've literally i've probably got 200 300 plays on that song on spotify because it's just crazy man like he's just talking lost my addiction to certain no i abandoned my addiction to certainty of life yeah yeah so you know and i feel like that's exactly the place that i've been at for the last year or so and the thing is like i'm i want to figure it out but i'm okay with trusting god and not having all the answers even if it takes me 10 years to figure out what i believe so, because I'm not holding on to the certainty, I don't need to know. Okay, I totally believe in the literacy of the Bible. Yeah. Or I don't. I believe then this version of hell, or I don't. But blah blah blah. I'm not. What you know? I'm not certain on anything. I believe right now, other than the fact that I believe that God's real. Yeah. And I believe in due time, I'm gonna get what I'm seeking. Seeking. So even to the point that if I reach the end of my journey and come to the conclusion that, you know, I don't want to come to this conclusion, but even if I, after all my thinking, all my working through everything I believe, I come to the end not believing in God, I feel like it would be a calculated decision at least. Yeah. So Yeah. Right on. Right on. That's, that's deep. That's real deep. Yeah. Uh, so we, <laughs> welcome to my brain. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Bruh. Dang. Uh, <laughs> So, just got dark there for a second. Yeah, no, I mean not dark, but just got real. That's there's a difference. People people are scared of the real, so they call it the dark because they yeah. associate it with something they're afraid of. That's true. Um so would you say I heard you say that you're just trusting God, but you also said that he was on the chopping block. Would you say that you're trusting God while he's on the chopping block? Yeah. Is that, is that a, I mean because I that could totally be a thing. I don't yeah, I mean... You trust him that he's not going to... Like, if you put him on the chopping block, you trust that he's not going to break. He's going to be one of the things that doesn't? Is that how you Exactly. Feel? Exactly. Okay. That's how I am. Every All of my beliefs are on the chopping block, including, you know, my belief in God himself. Yeah. But I still have hope that God's real, and I still have... Yeah. I still, I still believe in him. Sure. Like, in my heart, I still know that God is real, but yeah. at the same time... I'm thinking more open-minded. Like, I agree. If yeah. God wasn't real, 
would I be okay? So you don't, you wouldn't say that like, because a lot of people would say that if you're putting something on the chopping block, you must have already lost trust. No, I don't think you, I don't think you have to lose trust in something to test it. Any, yeah. any kind of testing, it's just, it's a test. Yeah. That you, it's like, just because you, when you're in school, just because you get a final exam doesn't mean that you failed the course because you're getting a test. Your teacher doesn't lose trust in you because they're testing your skill. Yeah. And, and, and like when, when I feel like that's a, the spot that I'm really at, like not to be prideful, but I feel like Whoa. I'm giving God like a final right now. And I'm saying, all right, here's, <laughs> here's my questions. Yeah. Let's see what your answers are. Yeah. And I guess that's a perfect if way you, for me to describe it. So, yeah. I don't I think agree. a lot of people would like that analogy, if you, but if, so if God fails the test, if God gives the wrong answer, does he fail? The thing is, like, I don't, I'm not looking for a right or wrong answer. Okay. I, I'm not okay, looking. That's fair. Yeah. That's I'm fair. not looking for an answer. I got you. You're, you're just, I see what you're saying. It's like people think that if you're testing God, you don't trust God, but it doesn't necessarily, you're, you're just proving out your faith. Like I have a lot of faith in gravity and if I go outside and I just want to make sure it's still there and I jump up and down <laughs> and I fall down every time. You don't stop that, believing it. It doesn't mean I stop trusting it at any point during you're that test. It. I was yeah. just like, yeah, look at this. This is gravity and it's trustworthy. Yeah, you're just making sure it's still legit. Yeah. So you're just you're proving God out as yeah. you seek him out. Basically, You're allowing yeah. him to be on the chopping block so that you can see the reality of him. Yeah, and at the end of it, I'm either going to, in my mind, because I feel like you can't do this from a uh, realistic view, but in my mind, at the end of all of this, I'm going to prove God right or wrong in my own life. Right on. And at this, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying I don't believe. Yeah. yeah but yeah. what I'm saying is I'm willing to look at things, everything, from an open-minded perspective to I the point you. where I've been watching YouTube videos of like atheists who deconverted or uh yeah atheists who used to be christians that deconverted yeah and why they're not christians anymore and people who have converted to other religions from christianity and stuff like that because the thing is if you give yourself i blame ken ham <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean there's a book <laughs> but no what I, what i'm saying is like i think like we fear open-mindedness in christianity there was a there was a, a quote that Ryan used to say that he said, uh, be open-minded, but don't be so open-minded your brain falls out. But the thing is, I don't think that you can reach a point where you just be stupid open-minded. Like, you can make stupid decisions, yeah, but if you've got a level head on your shoulder, if you've got good friends around you. Yeah. And the thing is, I still believe in God. I still talk to him. I'm still like, you know, I believe in you, yeah. but I need to see something. I need to... I don't know. I need to feel something. I need to, and part of that could be on me. I haven't done a lot of praying. I haven't done a lot of, like I do a lot of thinking and I do obviously this podcast and yeah. talk a lot. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't take responsibility off of myself and anything either. So yeah. Joanna was talking to me about that. She was like, mm -hmm. well, I know you're searching. Well, like, have you like prayed about it? And I'm like, oh, but that's what church people would say. But also you're right at the same time. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of things that are said in church that aren't inaccurate. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. There are caricatures that are ugly that you get from church, but at the same time, there are underlying truths. And that's a definition that 
I mean, the dichotomy. Yeah, when I was just first learning about like cults and how to differentiate and all that stuff, it's like the first thing you learned is ever to every false belief there's a hint of truth to it. So like the church we came out of, it was really ugly and there was a lot of stuff that if you just looked at surface level until I started really digging into things, I didn't understand how it was ugly or how it was wrong. But I know that for a long time, things just felt wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't until I actually started diving into it that I was like, bro, this is effed up, dude. Like, there's <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of stuff that is, that's wrong here. But I wouldn't have known if I wouldn't have dove into it. Yeah. So the thing is, like, there's truth to church. I mean, yes, praying is good. I will never, yeah. I will never, as long as I believe in God, I will never say that you should not pray because blah, 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 blah. I'll never say you shouldn't read your Bible because even though where I'm at right now, I don't necessarily believe in a literal translation of the Bible. I still believe there's tons of wisdom. There's tons of uh, truth and ways of living your life that you can find in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I still believe all the words that Jesus spoke were real Yeah. and all that stuff. Now there are, you know, we can get more into that, like, yeah. Things I don't believe were literal in the Bible. So that that could be like another episode we could do. Yeah. You know, what portions do I not find literal? And yeah. I don't want to get into this right now because I feel like anyone listening, I would just stir up enough to not really. And then not give enough answers. Yeah, I would stir, like, I would stir up enough. Here's some questions. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Chew on this for a while. <laughs> no, but I guess the thing that I realized in, in all of that is that because of the confusion that I still have, because I let go of certainty and I'm willing to explore this now and find God and you know make him even more real than he already is to me by yeah. asking these questions and, and testing these things out, uh, I'm just afraid that if I get into a spot where I'm not just searching, but I'm teaching. You know what I mean? Like I like yeah, yeah, see yeah. for for me personally, I feel like my life is wrapped up in that, that yeah. like, I, I feel like a call of God on my life, not to be necessarily a pastor or a teacher or evangelist, but to share the awesome life and hope and joy and security that I've found in knowing Jesus. I really want to share that, like to the point where like, it's, it's like, I, I hang out with people that don't know Jesus and they tell me about problems that they have and I'm like, dude, I <clears throat> think I know exactly what you need to do. This is what I would do and it has worked out so well for me. You know what I mean? But I'm afraid to step out on that limb because what if... No, you're good. What if, what if from... What if 10 years from now... Get some water. I don't think that that's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my my fear is if I become influential, will I influence someone wrong? So the fear of the fear of influence is the fear of influencing someone in the wrong direction. And I don't know if I'm certain enough to just sit down and be like, "Yeah, I want to influence you in this way." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because I mean, we we were both youth leaders. You were an elder, I was a worship leader. We together had a lot of influence in that church. So we taught a lot of stuff that honestly, I feel like hurt people. 
I, I can think of one in particular. Like all the preaching on hell we used to do and like just preaching perfection and the man of God syndrome and yeah. But use the, what's your specific the, thing? The, the the whole father son uh, hierarchy of church leadership, mm. like that. Like there was literally like this is really sad to say, but there are like fifteen year. I like I met fifteen year old kids, and I came in there and I genuinely loved them because I wanted to see them in their life be the best it could be. But I set it up inside of a box of. If you're really serious about God, you need to get linked up in a relationship that's like a father and a son. Like, I would love to be your spiritual father, and you could be my spiritual son. And I will be as committed to you as a father is to a son, and we will walk this thing out together. And I had no idea what I was saying. Mm. I, I just, I mean, looking back, I'm like, dude, do you really believe like you can commit that to this 15-year-old kid that you barely know? You've known him for like yeah, a like month. I will be your father, and like, I, and the like, kids that we were doing this to, they came out of like broken homes. Exactly, they didn't so, have a good family life, to, so they were, you know, looking to us as literally like parents. And and so we're like, eh, sorry, busy, can't hang out now. Or, yeah, exactly. Even yeah. a year later, when all I wanted to do was set up healthy boundaries with these people that I had it indoctrinated into them that like we had a father son relationship, then it got to the point where I wanted to set up a healthy boundary and I'm like, whoa, it's like, like wait, parents my life, boundaries. Yeah. my life is my life and your life is your life. Like it, it's not like that. And they're like, so it's not like father, son. And I'm like, no, it is. But I mean, it, it isn't. Is, it isn't. And, yeah. and then that whole situation just imploded and destroyed a lot of relationships that I had with those people. I never, ever want to be that guy again, but I absolutely want to be a guy who shares the goodness of God with people. And, influences them in a way that I see the the positivity that comes from a relationship with Jesus. I want to see that in people's lives. Yeah, well, but I, I don't think... want to end up as the bad guy again where I'm, you know what I mean? And I think there's like there's good ways of doing that too. Like I can share the good things about God without getting into the weird things. Like the things that I know are true like yeah. God loves me. God loves you. I know that God is love. There's a lot of things that I'm thinking about, like, um, you know, I'm questioning things about, like, like how can God be all good if, you know, that people are born and, you know, literally the Bible says that that God, uh, it was his will that people be subjected to futility in hopes that they would be saved. But, you know, so I'm thinking about that, like, oh, well... How can that be an all good thing to do? And there's literally scripture behind him doing yeah, that. Yeah. But the things that I know that are true, and I won't deviate from this too much, but like God is love. Yeah. If you believe in God, you believe he is love and you believe he loves everybody. Even if I don't understand like how that all can be good, I don't understand how how God can be all good, but I know somehow he loves everybody. And it's like a weird, it's a, it's a weird place where I'm at because I definitely believe that God is love, mm -hmm. but I'm at a point where I'm kind of questioning, questioning like whether God is all good right now. Like, like yeah. he has to have, I don't know, like some form of like vengeance, but like, I don't know, is it like a chaotic good? Like, because <laughs> yeah, it, D &D talk, let's do this. Yeah. Is, is God like chaotic good? If there's, a vengeance side where he's trying to avenge like all the 
killings of the saints and shit like that. Like people, like the devil taking his people and like that too. Like, I don't know. Like, could there be a vengeance side of it? I don't know. But I think the things that are good about God that we can, we can share. Like, I believe that God loves everybody. I believe, I know that even though there's a lot of questions right now, I believe that God's brought a lot of peace to my life. Um, I definitely believe that it's worth being a Christian because I have hope in a future. I have hope in like an eternal destiny. And I don't know, like without getting into all the weird stuff like discipleship and here's the tenets of faith and here's what you have to believe and here's the uh, ceremonies and the rituals you have to do to stay a Christian or become a Christian. Make sure you're baptized in water or you might not make it to heaven. You know, we don't have to really get into all those things to tell someone that God loves them. And I genuinely believe that God has a plan for everyone's life. Yeah. So I can share that with someone regardless. Yeah. But I do, I I, I hear you on the fear side of all that other stuff too, because, you know, we preached a lot. We would go into the high school and, you know, kids would be like literally so vulnerable. They're confessing their sins to us at a freaking high school lunch table on their lunch break. Like they could be hanging out with their friends, but they're telling these, you know, two grown men about the thing, the porn they've looked at this week or the time they yelled at their dad this week or ran out of the house in the middle of the night. And we're like, well, you don't want to go to hell, do you? (laughs) Like I remember (laughs) having the, we had those conversations. Like no way did I, I would never have responded to that. I don't think with, no, 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 no. It was more, it was more underlying. It definitely was. We definitely preached hell. Yeah. Destruction. Yeah. That because there was a point where Ryan came to uh, all of us and he literally had to be like, "All right, guys, from now on, we're talking about hell as separation from God. We're not talking about eternal hellfire." I was that guy. I was the reason that we had that talk. That's good. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Because I made. Oh man, that was a crazy thing. Someone was. There was someone who was a homosexual at the table, and. I said, sin, even a little bit of it, is too much. Like, imagine that sin... And it wasn't 2016 yet, so... And imagine, and I said, imagine that (laughs) sin, if your life is like a cake, and sin is, even if it's a little bit, it's like poop. Would you eat a cake that had a little tiny bit of poop in it, and you didn't know where it was? Probably not, because it, it spoils the whole thing. And then someone directly after that said, is homosexuality a sin? And I said, honestly, I'd have to say yes. And then this kid went back to his teacher and said, uh, I went to Club 12 too, and they said that I was, uh, they said that I was shit and that I was going to go to hell. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. It was a stretch. That's not what I said at all. Yeah, but... so it was a little out of context, but I could see. And that's what happened. But, but yeah, that's that's not necessarily related to what we're talking about, but that was just a crazy situation yeah i mean but regardless of that situation there was a lot of things that we taught that were just even if they weren't wrong they were just weird yeah like we took things to like a weird extreme yeah i agree with you it It, was uncomfortable for us it was uncomfortable (sighs) for the kids it was uncomfortable for everybody but it was all genuinely because we wanted the best for them 
But that's what I'm saying is that that's why I'm afraid now is that I just genuinely want the best for people, but I don't want to do the same thing again and make that mistake. So I guess at this point, I know that I am called to influence people. I just have an innate desire to teach people about the goodness that God has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I'm going to do for now is just, I'm going to be very vocal about it, but only, only preach air quotes on the stuff that I'm really sure about. Yeah. Like what is wisdom? What is not wisdom? And God loves you and God is real. And well, cause you could just take, like, I mean, if, even if I boil it down to that, you still get, yeah, I mean, goodness, you know what I mean? Think about it. Even if you're just looking at the Bible as a philosophical book or of wisdom, yeah. I mean, you could break down Psalms and Proverbs and look at that and give people actual advice for their life, how to, how to manage their finances, how to manage their uh, marriages, relationships. You could, I mean, there's, there's tons of wisdom in the Bible that is good. Even if you don't believe in God or believe in the Bible, you can read it and literally make your life better. So like dead serious. That's what I'm talking about is just like the heartaches that I see people go through. Yeah. The, the misunderstandings of what love is and why is this relationship not working? And, uh, why don't I have any money? It seems like I can never get ahead in life. And like just so many things that I want to be like, there's so much wisdom in the Bible. A life with God is going to help you. Trust me. You know what I mean? I don't say obviously like that, but Mm -hmm. I want to in my heart. I'm like, bro, you need this. Well, we can, (laughs) I think it'd be cool to do kind of like a side series on that. Like, um, I don't know, maybe like once a month you could come over for an extra podcast and we could just put a cool label on it and it would just be pretty much like you sharing wisdom from the Bible. Yeah. Well, something I mean, like that, pick a could, topic could and we go call it like keep your love on. And then we could call it like kilo for short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, I think that sounds pretty good. I don't think that's taken. That's literally, that's literally like, yeah. I just want to so much of that stuff from guys. There's a great book out there for someone. If you, if you really want to understand the intricacies of love and human interaction from a biblical standpoint, I would put a lot of money personally, regardless of, yeah, I would say even beyond my Christianity, just as a human, there's so much good wisdom in that book. It is. We read that book before we got married and that literally... It helped us because it's all about building healthy uh, connection, communication, and boundaries. And you don't, and, and you think like, well, it, you're, it's marriage, right? You don't need boundaries, but every relationship needs boundaries. We need boundaries. Yeah. Every, I mean, every every relationship you have needs boundaries. It's just how loose or how sturdy those boundaries are. Yeah. So love is a whole lot more. Love is a whole lot more than just like we love each other, right? You know, like yeah. that is not where that conversation needs to end or you're going to have some serious problems. Yeah. Love is, it is a feeling, but love is more, it's more than a feeling. Yes. And I'm definitely high on believing. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're high right now. Uh, on believing in Jesus. <laughs> we're, nothing else. Just believing in Jesus. And that's serious. Yeah. yeah I, that sounded like it was a joke, but that was real. Everyone that's listening. I am not high right now. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> Maybe if I was in like Colorado or California. But... <laughs> Law-abiding citizens over here in Indiana. No. Uh, so for me, uh, so yeah. you, you've pretty well, you know, thirty-five minutes. That pretty well explains. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I didn't... 
So yeah, so I really have no desire to be an influencer or in leadership right now. And for me, it's a little bit different. I mean, I totally see the fear side of it and I, I agree with all the points. But for me, it's like even less fear and, and more, um, if we were gonna put like a, a name on it, it'd probably be, probably be apathy. I just don't, I don't have a desire to do it. Where I'm at right now is I'm trying to, uh, and when I say, when I, when I say that, I don't say that I don't have a desire to care about people anymore because I want to clear that up. Sure. Sure. I care about people. I want to, what if they're going to hell, Keith? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like if someone wants to talk about God, I will talk about it and I'll talk about what I feel comfortable going into or if, if if someone wants has like a question and if it's something I'm trying to figure out too, I'm okay to do that. If someone just needs someone to listen to, like I'm, I'm totally down for helping people. But as far as like being in a church leadership role or a spiritual leadership role, yeah, I literally have zero desire to do any of that right now. It's just not something I want to get into, and it's not something. I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like I'll. At this point in my life, I don't feel like ministry is something that I want to get back into on the long-term perspective. Like, I, I have, I went out and I've led worship at a church a couple times, and it was all right. But like we talked about in past podcasts, it's just not something that I felt like I was really into. And I think it's mainly just because where I'm at right now. And uh, we went to this uh, church lock-in. It was actually the same church that I um, went and led at a couple times. We went to this okay. church lock-in last weekend, last Friday, and it was good. I am glad that I went because I got to, you know, connect with these kids and talk to them and get to know them a little bit. And they're they're good kids. Like on a on that note, like I I do care about them. They're all they're all awesome. But I personally, as far as like involvement. It was a little awkward for me just because, and maybe I read into it a little bit too deep of like what I was getting into, but like, you know, like I, I didn't want to pray for anybody. I didn't want to get up there and lead anybody. I didn't want to get into spiritual conversation. So it was just, I'm at a spot right now where I'm wanting to back off all that stuff. Gotcha. So being in a position like that, it just felt kind of weird for me because it's like, why am I here? Because I clearly don't want to do anything leadership. So what am I doing? You know, and what if one of those situations come up? You know, like uh, the youth pastor, the youth leader, he asked me to, you know, go up and help the kids get into the music and stuff like that. And I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so funny. Not. I... Not for any other reason than you were like, he's like, go on, go help the kids get in the music. And you're like, you know, I'm just, you just walk away, like nodding your head. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I just sat I'm down. Just I just sat do down in a chair. <laughs> That's what I did. Because it would have been fake. Me going up there and just, come on, guys, let's clap our hands and get excited. God's going to do something cool. What? <laughs> that wouldn't have been me being real. It wouldn't have been authentic. No, but no, I know, I know, but I can just like it's not funny because I'm not laughing at you, but it it is your authenticity in the situation is like 
<laughs> it's like so authentic. It's like yeah, too yeah. authentic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I kept it, I kept it a hundred on that one. One hundred <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, but for real, man. And everyone there is super cool. Uh, nice. The the pastor, the youth pastor, everyone there, all the kids were cool. So because they actually cool, you didn't get in trouble for not going up there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get any trouble. <laughs> okay, there were some. You know, they had like the some Christian rappers there, and they were cool dudes. I hung out and talked with them afterwards, and cool. we had a really good time that night. Um, you know, I'm not saying I didn't have any fun, but it, the parts where I felt pressured to do something spiritual were kind of maybe a little bit awkward. Sure. So, and, and that's all, that's all I'll leave that at, you know? So, so for my lack of wanting to get involved in leadership and influence and stuff like that, I think apathy really just has, and not even apathy of like, I just don't care, but I think it's more of like a reservation would be a better term than apathy. Okay. I have a I have a reservation because I don't feel like I'm at a place where I can lead anyone spiritually. Yeah. I'm at a place like I told I just told you a second ago, I've got God on the freaking chopping block. Yeah. Do you want that guy talking to your youth group? Uh I wouldn't. I don't know, man. Like I want to have a if I had a youth group, Keith, I feel like you would be a good influence. It in the right context, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe I'm looking at it a little bit wrong. Like, you're... And, and no, no, in certain positions, like, maybe, like, a guest speaker at something, or, yeah. like, I don't know, come in and talk to the youth group at some point. But, like, as far as, like, a youth leader or something like that, I don't know if... Theology major. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes my theology right now. <laughs> no, uh, so, Keith, I, this is the question I thought of before the podcast when we were, like kind of just discussing things i think i'm like up there with rob bell right now um okay okay <laughs> um that's where that's where my reservation comes in no i'm just kidding <laughs> no, um yeah we did you guys already do an episode on rob bell did we already talk about that yeah we did okay cool i'm just making sure because that needs to be talked about um in, in good ways and bad ways yeah it's so, a good, it good convo we had yes i'm gonna go replay the episode or listen to it for the first time, one of the two. Probably listen to it for the first time. Yeah. Um, so, no, the question I was thinking about is that, like, when we boil this down to its... To, to put a, a nail in the coffin on this topic, when you boil it down to its... So, I don't want to lead people in church leadership. I don't want to lead people and be influential in, like, a volunteer position. I don't want to mm-hmm. lead... When you boil it down to, like, the very last thing, I think is... With where you're at right now, Keith, would you feel comfortable leading someone to Christ? Yes. Okay. That's a good short answer. I just... Yeah. I think it's it's good you asking these questions because um, I don't want to keep, when we have these discussions, I don't want to just keep beating around the bush so much that no one ever knows where I'm at at all. Yeah. I have reservations as far as it comes to like being a leader or having influence over people. But no, if someone comes to me and they're like debating God or questioning whether they want to become a Christian or not, I would feel comfortable I would feel comfortable leading someone to God because I still believe God's real. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I believe that he would give them the truth in that situation. So, yeah, 100%. So, if some okay. Now I w- I'm not going to be So you're okay with that at least that much leadership. Yes, so but you lead someone to Christ. Yes, but I'm not going to be the guy preaching to people oh, God, or no. No. Or, you know, going to work trying to get my 
coworkers saved. That's not me. Yeah. But I'm okay if like someone is like really debating becoming a Christian and they know me and they want to talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's that's fair game. Gotcha. That's, and that's I would and I would still be completely objective to it as well. Sure. I would be I'd be like you know what I believe in God. Here's fair. why. Now if they see because some of the stuff that. I talk about on here and with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would 100% feel comfortable talking about that to like someone who is like just now becoming a Christian is like oh, just yeah. getting the basics of God down. And I'm like, so what about this hell thing? What about, uh, <laughs> what about this goodness of God thing and people yeah. burning in hell? And, uh, yeah, how, how's that work? Young what, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> No, I agree with you. That's probably the wrong place to stick that in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, I totally would feel comfortable. Yeah. Like if someone came to me and was like, hey, man, I'm thinking about becoming a Christian, I'd honestly be like, cool, dude, let's talk about it. Yeah. I do have a biased view when it comes to that. I believe God's real. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So, like, if someone came to you and said, life is meaningless and there's no reason for me to be alive. I would say there is a reason. Okay, gotcha. Right I'd, I'd say so, you were born with a reason, I believe. Bam! Look, Whoa, Keith preaching the gospel. Look at this <laughs> evangelist, Keith I would, Davis. I would say, I would say you are you were created for a reason. I do believe. What? 100%. What? So. Do you hear that, Pilgrims and Prodigals? <laughs> do you feel that? I feel I'm not that. lost yet. I'm yeah. not lost. <laughs> no. No, I just wanted, because, I mean, that's the real question. I, leadership and influence is one thing but then you boil it down to like Mm -hmm. what really matters is that i think that's like the when you let go of that one i think you kind of let go of the core of christianity yeah and i think i I think it's because in western western culture and uh church culture we have put too much of an emphasis on leadership and influence and things like that you have a couple guys who are put up in the realm of god as far as it comes as as far as it goes with uh influence you know and like they can't make mistakes they've got to be these perfect men of god yeah so yeah i think we've honestly just put too much we've put all our eggs in that basket of leadership and influence and i don't think it was meant to be like that yeah that that reminds me of some really good song lyrics Mm. from uh, king's kaleidoscope did i pledge my allegiance for the purpose of progress to a priest or a prophet playing god in the process happens to the best of us man it it does. <laughs> it happened to us. Yeah, it, it did. It did. No and I, I mean, I don't know. That's quite an indictment. I don't know if I'd go that far, but pretty close. Close enough, you know what I mean? Is that, I mean it's an exaggeration. But... Yeah, cer- certainty is, is in and of itself. When you claim certainty, you start to play a role that you weren't designed to. Yeah. Uh, no, so thank you for indulging me in this topic, Keith. I, it was a good conversation. I really liked it. For sure, and I'm glad that, and like I said, I want to start getting to to the place where we actually have an ending point that we land on as yeah. far as like what we believe on it. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes we just go back and forth so much, and, and then, then we just kind of leave it there. Yeah, we yeah. don't really, we never really answer the question sometimes. So, yeah. I I appreciate you asking that because no problem. It kind of let me put a a pin in what I actually believe as yeah. far as influence and stuff goes so gotcha yes i feel comfortable leading someone to christ but no i do not feel comfortable being a leader bam boom got it so i i feel like i want to be a leader but i'm afraid of it that's that's kind of where i'm at that's the mm-hmm. the capstone is that i just really really want to make sure that i do it right this time around and that's a good fear 
Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it's it's healthy to want to, like, like what is, there's a verse about this. The Bible helps me. Uh, uh, <laughs> teachers, not, let, let not all of you be teachers because you'll be judged twice as harshly. Like, are you kidding me, fam? Yeah. Like, is that what I want? Like, Jesus, <laughs> you are not really trying to get me into church leadership, are you? <laughs> Might as well put a millstoner on your neck and jump into the ocean. <laughs> yep, so that encouragement is where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm really holding that scripture. Oh, man. I just, I'm built up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. No, no, for Let's real, go. no. But I am. I, I really feel an honest desire to make people in my life make their lives better with the goodness of God. Yeah. I want to share that with people. And I can't not, but it's scary. That's legit, yeah. Fam. All right, good. You want to move on to another point? You want to wrap up? What do you want to do? No, let's go ahead and go to another one. You want to hit yours, and then if we have time, we'll hit the Facebook point that everyone's been chattering yeah, oh, about. we have to hit the Facebook point. We're like, we don't care about the fans if we don't hit the Facebook All point. All right, hit your hit your oh, DIY point real God, quick. <laughs> Breaking my chair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hit yours, and we'll hang on that for a couple so minutes. So I have a horror story to tell you, Keith, and listeners. A horror about, story? Yeah, horror story. A horror? Yeah. No, whoa. Jeez, I don't have any of those. <laughs> Joanna, if you're listening, that I don't know what Keith is talking about. That has never been a part of my life. I'm sorry, right. Joanna. <laughs> you, if you're listening, you probably think I'm like the worst <laughs> influence on your husband. You have to. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Keith, we're both powerful people. We can, we can have different yep. opinions and not necessarily be influenced. Yeah. All right, so... Tell the, us your horror. Yeah, there. With thank you. An extra O R minus the W horror. at the beginning horror. and the E. Yeah. Uh, so, what happened in my life was my dryer and my dishwasher both were just like, uh, we're dead now, and just mm. my dryer stopped heating clothes, so it can't dry, and it's a dryer, and it's not fulfilling its purpose. Kind of like people without a relationship with God. No, I'm just sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. So, so this di- is where we're going. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, my, thanks my... for listening, everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. My my dryer died, and my dishwasher started filling up with water and spilling all over my kitchen. So same day, same, literally same day. Oof, that now, sucks. the dishwasher was under control until one day, about a half hour before I go to work, I start washing dishes, and then it just like. And then the water just goes and goes all over my, like, I've got every towel in the house is down in the kitchen floor because it's like a giant puddle. So I decided to go into work late, miss pay at work at a job that I know everything about and I know how to do, and try and do something I have no idea how to do, just fix my sink. So I get under there to try and figure out what's going on, take the dishwasher out, turn it on its side, literally to the point where I took all the pipes apart. And found out that the issue was the garbage disposal. Went to Menards, paid for a new garbage disposal, $89.69. And <laughs> came Plus home. Tax. Yeah, came home, realized they didn't tell me that I needed plumber's putty to install a garbage disposal. I didn't I've have I've got some of that downstairs. You should I know, dude. But at this point, I'm four hours deep. Been smelling the stinky gunk in my pipes. There's water everywhere. I missed four hours worth of work and pay. And I'm like... I'm going to have a breakdown or I'm going to call somebody. So <laughs> so I just called somebody. Emergency, come out to my house and fix it. So it cost me $230, I think, for him to come out and install the garbage disposal that I plus bought. Plus the 90 bucks that you just spent. Yeah, plus the 90 bucks that I just spent. So moral of the story is that I 
could have called someone and spent, you know, let's say $300 to have them come out and fix the issue. No sweat, no hassle, just money. But because I really wanted to not spend the money, I took it all apart, got really frustrated, really wet and stinky and mm-hmm. wait and missed four hours worth of work and my pay there to do a job that I don't understand what I'm doing just so that I could eventually spend the same amount of money by calling the dude. So I made it way harder on myself. By the way, the dryer, totally took the back off, replaced the fuse, dryer works. I fixed that one with the help of my father-in-law. But, nice. Yeah, that was great. So that's why I wish But that, you still had a, the help of someone who knew what they were doing. Yeah, a boom. Okay, so fam, you you feel me, okay? So so my my point is that I just was thinking like there's got to be something I can learn from this because if I just did this for no reason, God, I'm really angry. So I just tried to think of what kind of spiritual truth can I pull out of this? And I thought about what I'm going through right now, me and you both, really, through our exit from church. And like, where do we go from here type wilderness experience that we're going on ever since I got put on a permanent sabbatical and you left the church? Mm-hmm. Am I just grasping at straws here trying to figure it out on my own? Should I call an expert? And, and where do you even find those experts? But like, I'm not about to waste five years of my life trying to figure it out just to reach out to somebody and then ask them what to do. No, I don't think... You know what I mean? I don't think anyone can figure all this stuff out just on their own. As far as expert goes, I think that's kind of like a... You've really got to decide, like, what does expert mean? For me, I feel like having a good core of people who I know know God. Yeah. And... You know, you know, like having a good pe- a good group of people who have wisdom and have knowledge about God and know God in my life to constantly redirect me and help me figure out, navigate all this stuff along with me, not tell me how to do it, but to help me navigate it. Like, yeah. because it's, I feel like this journey is like I'm sailing somewhere, like I'm sailing to this land where I'm going to find God, but you can't, I can't run a sailboat by myself and that's true. This is I'm going with like a sermon analogy almost right here, but no, dude, analogies they communicate things whether it's a sermon or just yeah, not. They, yeah. The analogies are great. But that's how I feel, man. Like I'm, I can't navigate this journey on my own. I need, sure. I do, I need people around me, and that's one of the core things that really I love about Christianity is the community sure. aspect and the building each other up and trying to help each other we're try- we're all trying to get to this end destination together yeah. and that's one of the things that people everyone loves about christianity i'm when we were doing the why millennials don't go to church you know the number one reason that people do go to church is for the community yeah it's for the people or to you know you have a constant you know supply of people around you who love god and want the best for you and themselves and everyone else in the room. Yeah. So for me, that's where I would feel, I feel like the experts would be. is like the people okay. around me that I feel comfortable, even them telling me I'm wrong sometimes. Yeah. No, I agree. So those people would be like ex- experts on your life because they know you intimately. Okay. Not necessarily like experts on the topic of... Uh, navigating these waters, if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. Not that the so yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
Well, who would that be? What would the expert be? Like, See, and that's kind of where I'm at, is I don't even really know who, who is an expert on exiting church successfully, you know, or like survival after church. I, that, there's not a place I can go to find those people. But this is just, this is a hypothetical question, because I agree with you that like a close-knit group of friends is probably the best resource you can have to survive spiritually in any circumstance. Like you're talking like a family, like a fam, yeah. like a PH fam. You know, you know who you are. Fan. <laughs> no, um, but would you? Is there a difference? Like, let's say you got on a boat with five people that don't necessarily know how to sail any better than you. Would there be value in reaching out to an expert sailor, mm. someone who's like been through it and done it? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the answer is yes. So, like. My thing is, but the one, question: Who is that person? Yeah, no, that's a harder question to answer because I don't really know who is that person. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Looking the easy at, answer is yes. I, to be honest, I'm looking into it right now to see who are those people that are experts at having been inside church, were high up in the leadership to where they could see. Which we might behind, be having some guests on soon. Which hopefully, you know, yeah. I'm I'm reaching out to a bunch of different people to see if we can get them on the podcast and have an honest and open conversation with them about like, WTF? Do we do? mate you know uh no but i i really think i'm about to because when i was gonna about to have a breakdown not saying i'm about to have a breakdown now but like life isn't i wouldn't say i feel as steady or certain (laughs) (laughs) right now as i have and i would like i mean if i can get more security about where i'm going i want it so i think it's worth calling an expert even if it's just a consultation call like so what did you do? What was your experience? Do you feel like you've resolved the issue? What was it that made you feel that way? You know what I mean? Like all those types of really important questions. I think I'm going to start reaching out to people, like maybe even pastors. God forbid. No, I'm just kidding. I love pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I yeah. I mean, pastors are really good people to get. I mean, <coughs> honestly, I got to find like the, a pastor that knows what I'm talking about. Like exactly. a pastor who is not a fan of the amalgamation organization type westernized church yeah i mean obviously when you're thinking of like you know who's gonna sail with me that knows what they're talking about i mean pastors i mean that's what it comes down to we went to church we actually went to church last week at east side church of god and oh yeah um the pastor over there he's a doctor which i don't say that demeaning but i just think it's always weird how yeah they always pastors always put doctor in front of their names like they're some kind of bro i'm being real if i had spent the money and time to get a doctorate i would be like fam look bro i did <laughs> i am a doctor but anyways he i wouldn't make you call me that but i would at least write it on my business card yeah what well, what he did is he put out an invitation and he was like at the end of it, he's like you know what? i'm just gonna sit up here on the stage and uh if any of you guys have any questions come down here we'll schedule a time where we can meet up and I thought really heavily about no. going down there and setting up a, a time to talk to him. Yes. So. That would be uh, – you think he would come on the podcast though? I would probably just meet with him first. Dude, what a great thing. That's I think I'm going to do that with every single person that I reach out to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy to come on the podcast and be like, hey, uh, this is kind of not what I was thinking it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here and see you later. <laughs> like that guy from the article – that we invited and then oh, he was yeah. like uh sorry can't make it 
Because he probably like saw the title and he's like, oh, Pilgrims and Prodigals. That's lit. Sounds biblical. Yeah. And then he like listens to an episode and I'm like, what the f- is going on with church, dude? And he's like, no. And he's like, I'm going to clear out my schedule, Sheila. We're not. <laughs> I'm sick. Though. Yeah. But no, honestly, I'd, I'd probably just meet whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. I'd probably just meet with them first and talk to them. And What a genius. What a, what a smart and not uh, stupid idea. That's a really <laughs> smart idea. But I don't know. I really, I really debated going because you know, all being facetious aside, yeah, he is a doctor. I mean, he's studied this to a degree that a uh, surgeon has has uh, studied his trade. Yeah. So I mean, so why? I mean, that's fair. That's good thinking. Yeah, I mean, like someone who, by all navigational standards, all boating standards, is a freaking sea captain. Yeah. Why would you not right. want to get their opinion? Even if you didn't agree, or even if you could bring a valid point, or even if you just didn't care to agree at that point. Yeah. Like it's not like the opinion's not valuable in some way, shape or form. Yeah, if if I had the option Expert to talk advice. to a captain, a navigational specialist, someone who clearly knew what they were doing, at least by all studious standards yeah. Why would you not want to talk to them? Right. I don't see. That's my problem fair. is I don't hate pastors. I think a lot of people. News to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think there's a lot of pastors that do it wrong, but at the same time, even the ones that do it wrong, I feel like if they've studied enough, they know the Bible. Even if they know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I really feel like it's. I mean, to, not to open up this whole big can of worms here, but I feel like there are a bunch of good people in a broken system. Like it's just, it just, a lot of the system that we have for a church is set up to where it's just not good. You know what I mean? Like where the food for my children depends on your tithe. That is not a healthy relationship. It's not. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) not at all because, and and that's something we've built. I don't think, and we've, we've talked a lot about that. So I don't want to go back into it. Like I said, we need to open up that can of worms. But yeah. Anyways, so that's kind of where I land on that. So ending statements on this. Ending statements is Yes, that... I think is okay to consult a specialist. I think it's yeah. okay if I have something going on in my physical body yeah. and I don't understand it, I'm not going to say, that doctor doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> or you're not going to just try to fix it yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I I'm think not... I need more calcium. <laughs> Give me a glass of milk. Give me a knife. Let me cut this tumor out. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. that's not going to happen. My foot's turning purple, so I think we should uh, run over it with the truck. That'll get rid of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, spiritual implications. If I'm having questions about my spirituality or where I am with God and stuff like that, I don't think it's bad yeah. To consult a specialist. I don't think it's bad. And honestly, if we go to Eastside again, I'm going to talk to that guy yeah, just after our if conversation. If he makes that here. offer, dude, you absolutely should. That's a I great will. Idea. And I'm going to set up like What a, a cool thing for a pastor to do. If pastors are listening, do that. That's really respectable. If this guy's listening, props to you, bro. Yeah. Pastor Robert something? I don't, I don't remember. Just because we don't remember your name doesn't mean that we don't respect you. <laughs> we, what we're trying to say is we love you. Thanks for being awesome. Yep. <laughs> The captains of the spiritual vessel are yeah. worth consulting. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and I'm 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 one, I'm gonna reach out to not only pastors but just people who have 
made exits from leadership and then for somehow sure. survived spiritually. So I want to talk to them too. Yeah, because those I ones feel are like... just harder to find. They're like the 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 not the pirates, but also not the sea captains. They're just like the wayward travelers who have mastered the sea. They're just the uh, <laughs> no. What they are is they're just the uh, the tradesmen. Yeah. Yeah, they're just hauling cargo across the seas. There you go. So, anyways, so yeah, I mean, I'm so probably gonna do that. My answer is I'm definitely doing that. Like now, I'm reaching out to experts. I'm gonna. It's worth it. I'm Literally excited. right now. Yeah. Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so final point. Uh, so we've put a nail in both of these. I think that's what we should start doing with topics. Let's talk about it. Let's get all our words and emotions out of the way. But then let's always come back to a point where we're like, all right, boom, this is where I stand. Cause yeah. So the big question, the big question was, is it worth it to consult an expert when it comes to 100. the topic of leaving church leadership and trying to figure spiritual life out? Yeah. And I think we both agree the answer is yes. Make sure they're the right ones. Call, I mean, yeah, call an expert. Be cautious of who you're taking advice from. Absolutely. Don't just call one expert either because you might get that one yeah. <laughs> well, also, I mean, this may apply spiritually too, but you can also get like, say you take your, you know, your car has a problem. You take it into a garage and they'll say, oh, well, this was bad and that was bad and we had to replace all that and it's going to cost you $10,000. You'll have experts who, supposed experts who will try and rip you off too. <laughs> that is so, such reality. That is really true. Some experts will do that. So be careful. Just be careful who you're taking advice from. Bam. What a great way to end that topic, Keith. That's good. That was a great analogy. That was fantastic. Dude, I'm on it. I'm a pastor tonight. Props, bro. <laughs> so, last topic, and then we'll get out of your guys' hair for the night. Um, I mean, you did invite us to your phone, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, actually, something Stone shared on the Facebook group, which I'm what super... Up, Stone? Yeah. I'm super excited um, that, first of all, there's just so much activity going on with the group, and... I feel like I've hardly even posted in it lately, but I'm, yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. Right now, it's only a few people really posting on it and commenting on it, but I but feel they, like... They're active. They're like, they're really active, and I feel like the more people get comfortable with sharing what they believe, the more people are going to get on there, because I've had people who have messaged me personally. They've seen a post on there, and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really going to respond, because I try not to get into those things, but I think the more people realize that it's a... It's not a hostile environment. We have a group of people in the Facebook group that are really open to saying what they believe, but open to people not necessarily agreeing with them. So that's really cool. So our last topic is uh, something that came up on the Facebook group that we, um, there's a post on there by Stone. And he said it was pretty much, let me pull it up. Uh, he was talking about, the uh, one of the reasons church is failing in America is because church isn't supposed to be this fun thing. And uh oh, we added another member. Oh Roy. Oh nice. Roy. So yeah, the article he shared is uh I'm just gonna read the article here a little bit. Oh no, it's a video. It's a video, but I mean we we can discuss it. It's it was a good good point. It was a good video, yeah. So the premise of the video is church isn't supposed to be fun. And uh, yeah, so this guy was, was talking about, at least from, from my perspective, he was talking about how somehow a, a way we've kind of failed at church and in, uh, in our culture 
is that we've just made it this fun thing to do. And honestly, I, I agree with them. You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, Christian videos that I see on Facebook a lot that I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, cool. Not really. But this video I saw, I was, I was actually pretty pleased with, and I really do agree with that we've created almost like this fun fest of Christianity. And, uh, We've created this atmosphere where we have to keep people's attention. We have to keep them interested, keep them excited, keep them enthusiastic about doing all these things and what their church is doing and outreaches and concerts. And we're going to go to the next K-Love conference that comes around. And we're all going to travel out to Bethel next summer, blah, blah, blah. Like we always, it's like we're trying to keep things exciting or we're <coughs> We're going to throw this fall festival or we're going to have this big youth party or go to a rock concert. Mm-hmm. I, you're, it's, it's pretty much a nonstop hype show is what it comes down to. And then when you lose the hype, you lose the people because that's how hype works. What? Like if you go to like a, if you go to like a rap concert, you'll have a hype man. And he's like, that's a, it's the first guy that'll come out. He's the guy who's jumping around the stage. He's the most energetic person out there. And his job is literally to hype the crowd up for the main act. So, and I, every concert probably works like that too, not just a rock con- or not just a rap concert. But yeah, I mean, but essentially that's what we've done. Controlling the crowd is an aspect. Yeah, we've we've created in church culture an at, an atmosphere of create of controlling the crowd. And I, yeah. I, I feel like Ooh, crowd control, crowd control. You better get your CC immunity. Yeah, that's not <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, uh, hard CC. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I agree with you in a certain sense. I like the fact that a lot of the fun that we have in church is a replacement for a lot of the substance that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Is is just a completely true statement. It really is. Whenever there's a real lack of substance, you can easily fill that in with a huge lack of fun, or a huge uh, supplement of fun, or a huge supplement of enjoyment. If you, the more and more enjoyable you make, the less and less substance it has to have to be meaningful. Yeah. But, like like for example, um, some games that you play, they're just fun. They're they don't have any substance. It's not even like a good story. It's just really fun, like pretty much any online game. Uh, uh, it's your most. It's it's most Call of Duty. Thing. Yeah, Call of Duty. It very. Cra- I mean, sorry if anyone really loves Call of Duty storylines and campaigns. I am so sorry for saying this, but I don't feel like that's a really good story. No, <laughs> it's it's really. For I can the never connect to them yeah. online. Uh, so it's so true, and you can do that with church too. Is you can remove the substance from it, and you just make it about fun. In that aspect, I think that's really happening in a lot of churches, and it's really hurting a lot of churches. Because yeah. when you leave the environment that was fun and you go back to real life, you couldn't take the fun with you. Mm. Now, substance, you can take that with you. Take that home, and that stays with you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because the moments I had in church where I really felt God, or I really got some good wisdom, or my life was really changed, those things stick with me. The moments where I just we're just jumping around having fun... Which, those are good. I mean, it's good to have fun, but like... Where the music was lit and the atmosphere was right and... Yeah, but it's like, I didn't... Okay, so for instance, like, I don't... I didn't gain any spiritual insight from 
a fall festival or an end of the year water slide for with 12-2. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. those things didn't leave me with any spiritual insight. I didn't leave closer to God. I agree. You know, they were fun things, but and I feel like the church we came out of is almost like too spiritually focused, so that's not a good analogy using where we came from, but true. But yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say is that like if you if you don't ever have fun at church, people that aren't that aren't open to the substance will never want to be your friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. if I personally don't have fun, I'm just all about substance. Like people come over to me, I was like, let's hang out, bro. <laughs> no like, one wants to hang well, out. That you guy. know, honestly, it would probably impact eternity more as if we just prayed. So <laughs> I know I one of like... those guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, you're crazy. No, but but like oh, man. if. Uh, no, if if you someone came over and like let's party, bro, and you're like, well, eternity is could be seconds away. Can I just why say his name? Do, why don't Can we I just? just... <laughs> I mean, I would say it with honor. I would say it with honor. Like okay. I, I know you're talking about right. You're talking about Ryan Miller, right? Yep. That dude is. Look, you can say what you want about Ryan Miller, but no one will ever tell me he's not the most loyal and dedicated person that I've ever met in my life, to a fault loyal and dedicated mm. i love him he's a good guy he just takes things to extremes he does oh dude his whole life is extreme he doesn't even take it to extremes he just he is an extreme i love him yeah. he, everybody needs a ryan miller in their life but he, i i agree that like he is the kind of guy that would like if he just got done praying and we had come over to his house to like all right dude we're ready to party he'd be like dude i just got out of the presence of god and like we just need to pray, and like oh, uh, I'm not there right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would uh, lay in the floor, probably, and just but, I mean, worship some more. The, I still, I still don't think I can fault him for that. I mean, it is weird, but I can't fault him for it. That's his, that's his walk with God, and I got. If he's gonna let mine be me, it's it's only a bad thing when you become aggressive with it i totally agree when it becomes about dogma like if it's your personal walk and you're walking it out you'd be as you'd yeah be as, you'd be as anti-fun as you want to be you know what i mean but exactly when it comes down to i'm a bad person because i'm exactly not doing what you're Boom. doing hit yeah. the nail on the head right there that's Boom. yeah that's... so so yeah i mean so yeah i mean i think yeah, I, some of the so, inter, I was looking at some of the interactions on the post, and yeah, I mean, I agree with most of everything that was said. Yeah. Like, I think, yes, church has somehow become some kind of circus show that yeah. all we do is try to keep people intrigued and interested and going along with everything that's that, that's happening. And you see it, mm-hmm. you see it like in the sermons, you see it in the music. Like worship music is just becoming more poppy and more yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Because they're trying to make it more appeasing. They're trying to make it sure. music that people are going to listen to. So, Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but why are you doing it is the question. That I, you have no, to I ask hear yourself. you. It, it, does, it does seem a little ingenuine. However, I'm going to bring a counterpoint because that's what makes a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that I think that I fully expressed on the podcast that I don't believe that Sunday morning service is where church happens. Like, that's just not a good environment, I don't think, for a lot of substance to occur. 
Yeah. Substance is best, it, for me anyway, I've experienced it best in small group settings where I'm with very intimate friends and we have very intimate moments of prayer with God and we, to, not to be kooky or spiritual, but literally just like have great conversations and experience God's presence and are impacted and affected by it. Yeah. For me, I've gotten more substance there than I think I will really ever get on a Sunday morning. So I'm okay with like just saying that Sunday morning isn't about substance anyway. You know what I mean? Is that wrong of me to say that? Like, I think that the substance occurs best in small groups anyway, so let's make the Sunday morning service. I'm okay for it to be an attraction because it's a it's a hub where I can meet new people to eventually get substance out of my relationships with them. I mean, if that was the overall idea of it. But that's that's your personal view, though. Yeah, you know so, what so what you're saying is that plenty of people out there are not even pursuing more substance than Sunday morning. They're settling for substance yeah, that isn't really substance. They're calling, yeah, they're they're eating a bunch of Twinkies and calling that spiritually fed. I mean, that's what church is. No, I thought you meant real Twinkies. Like, they're just like, <laughs> they're like in the sanctuary like, oh my God, I'm so enjoying myself with this Twinkie and this music. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, pretty much you, you go to church and you load up on carbs and you feel like you're full. And then you get out yeah. and you and you're like, okay, I ate a lot there and I feel full, but there is absolutely like zero nutritional value to anything I just consumed. So true, so true. And so I guess I'm okay with having a fun Sunday morning attraction type service where you build it for the guest so that you can earn the right to speak into their life at a later time and have a real relationship with substance as long as you understand beforehand that this Sunday morning service is not about substance. We're are I'm going to go get my substance from a small group relationship where that happens best. Yeah. If your brain is set up that way, I think it's okay to have fun in church. It's just not okay to call fun or call to church like to call fun church. You know, if yeah. that's what you settle for and that's where it's done, that's so wrong. Yeah, I I'm in and like I said, if church if that's if your view of church is the way everything was set up and that's how it was and everyone was personally in their own lives and in small groups seeking deeper spiritual activity yeah. then yes that'd be great and yeah that'd be awesome it'd pretty much just be a freaking a place a community center for christians yeah it'd just be like a rec center for christians <laughs> yeah and that that's what it would be but unfortunately that's not what it is it's yeah it, right. It's where people are consuming their spirituality, but like I said, it's a bunch of empty card carbs that are just, no, there's nothing in it. And You're that, right. That's what church has become. So, and that's rampant. That there's not a lot of people who do seek the substance beyond that. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, so I mean, if I had to put a pin in that conversation, that's what I would say. I, I would say that church, church is too fun, and it shouldn't be like that. And that's coming from someone who is dissatisfied with church. You, you think that the answer would be make it more fun and make it satisfying, but and then Keith will come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what people are looking for in church. It's true. People aren't looking for fun. They're looking for when people go to church, they're looking for something real. Yeah, they want to hear a hellfire and brimstone sermon. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you guys should have seen the this look I just gave. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it. I, I concur. Yeah. So no, I think you're right. So, is that 
in really rare instances. Oh, I'm always right. In, <laughs> in really rare, according to me, dude, I've been listening to the podcast and like literally after everything anyone says, I'm like, oh yeah, totally fair. I agree. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then I come back with a counterpoint anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think it's a good place to end on that topic to say that in really rare circumstances where everyone involved knows that Sunday morning doesn't come with substance, it's really built for the guests, then it would be okay to have fun at church or to have a church event that you know is not full of substance. It's just for the purpose of inviting other people. But when, Yeah, church events are good. When you, when you confuse church events with Sunday morning events and that fun or experience or enjoyability becomes what you're there for, it loses its power and it loses its substance in the life of a Christian. Yeah. Bam. Do we hit three points in less than an hour and a half? That's less than a half hour point. That's better. That's a high score at it least. Is. And we answered them. Yeah, we had like real answers. We weren't just like, and then next distracting topic without any <laughs> yeah. resolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I think about that. But uh, <laughs> no real answer. Uh, could be real, could be not. I don't know. But, uh, hey, what's another thing to talk about? But, uh, <laughs> aliens? <No>. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. It's good stuff. Yep. Anyways, so I think that's about it. Oh, yeah, dude. That's that's more than it. That's, that's it. <laughs> that was a good joke. You need to make sure you keep that in there. <laughs> it will stay there. Yeah, so, well, this yep. has been in Keith signing off, Pilgrims and Prodigals. If you stuck with us for an hour and 21 minutes, you really must care, and I mm-hmm. really appreciate you. Because Insert crude joke here. Yeah, bam. Thanks, bam. Keith. Appreciate you bringing I took it, care of it. Lightening up the mood a little bit there. Yeah. No, but really, we appreciate you guys, and uh, thanks for listening, and we hope that in some way, shape, or form, this is helpful for other people that are on a journey similar to ours. For sure, and uh, if you haven't yet, go to iTunes, give us a like, and give us a review, uh, regardless of what it is. So we haven't had one of those in a while. So if you're listening right now, go ahead and get over to iTunes right now. Quit listening to this podcast at this very moment and go to iTunes. Well, Keith, you're being really influential right now. You don't seem too apathetic. You don't seem too apathetic about your influences right now. Oh, you don't seem pretty scared. Good stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, go to iTunes, give us a review. Join our Facebook page. Uh, we got another new member this week, so Woo! excited about that. Woohoo! We're up to 126 people. Bam. And, like, yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. I'm not sure who's in charge of all that. I think Libby is. And we're actually going to have her on tomorrow. She's yeah. coming over. And her and myself and Amanda... We're going to sit down and have, we're going to talk cults and we're going to talk our past experience with uh, living water and we're going to talk just cultic beliefs and cultic ways and mindsets and (laughs) see where that conversation goes. It's going to be a fun one. So yeah, hit us up on any of the social medias, email us at pilgrimsandprodigals at gmail.com and uh, yep, hit us up and let us know what you guys want to talk about and if you... No, if you want to be on the show or know someone that wants to be on the show, let us know. And uh, till next time. Here, here's our signature fourth ending to the podcast. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>